Team Buck, welcome to the Freedom Hut Quarantine Edition on Tuesday, January 18th. Uh, Today we're going to talk about a situation that has continued to unfold of the Democrats with their theatrics over voting rights and the filibuster break they want and how it's all about racism and stuff like that. Plus, the uh, aftermath of that terror attack in Texas. How did this guy, Akram, get into the United States? I'll give you some thoughts on that one. And then I have more for you on the possibility of a DeSantis-Trump primary, because I'm seeing that's getting pushed a lot. Justice Sotomayor is showing you that she is afraid of anybody who refuses to wear a mask. And we've got more for you if we can get to it today. Looking forward to it. So, my friends, uh, I've got some personal news for all of you. It's not exciting news. I've got COVID. I've got the Omicron, apparently. And I've just found this out. And I want to tell you um, what it's like and what this is making me think about. As I am sitting here all alone in quarantine until Friday, that is my new reality. I'll explain to you what it's what's it like to have the dreaded Omicron. Oh, no, we will discuss. But first up here, we have to talk about protecting you online and protecting your online activities. Uh, finding a job in this crazy economy is pretty frustrating, right? But, you know, there are reports of at least 36,000 fake job listings in the U.S. designed to fool you into sharing driver's license info, info social security numbers and more. This is a classic move on the part of cyber hackers capitalizing on a crazy job market. It's important to understand how cybercrime and identity theft are affecting our lives. Every day, we put our information at risk on the Internet. In an instant, a cyber criminal could steal what's yours, sometimes even harm your finances, your credit, your reputation. Good thing there's LifeLock. LifeLock helps detect a wide range of identity threats like your social security number for sale on the dark web. If they detect your information has potentially been compromised, they'll send you an alert. That comes via text, email, and or phone call. You choose. You can have access to a dedicated restoration specialist if you become a victim. No one can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses. But you can help protect what's yours with LifeLock by Norton. Join now and save 25% off your first year by using promo code BUCK. Call 1-800-LIFELOCK or head to LifeLock.com and use promo code BUCK. That's promo code BUCK at 1-800-LIFELOCK or LifeLock.com. You'll get 25% off. I have this. I've been using LifeLock for years. I've got notifications. It's helped me out. You should have it too. Trust me. All right. Let's now get to um, what it's like to have the Omicron. Because I uh, yesterday, some of you, I- I'm amazed when you listen to me, particularly on radio, but even on the podcast, because you have less time with me, but maybe it's a lot of the... Uh, you know, the OSS original Saturday squad team buck listeners are still podcast listeners. So you know, my voice uh, better than anybody. It, it is it is remarkable when I think about the people who have been listening to me do radio now for 10 years. Uh, they know my voice better than anybody who knows me with the possible exception of my immediate family members. That's it. But they know my voice better than any friend I have, uh, you know, and, and anyone I've I've dated <laughs> probably at this point. That's how many hours we've been talking to each other, folks. So. Yes, you were aware yesterday I didn't sound quite right and my team was aware. So I went and got an, uh, a test for COVID. Now, technically, it doesn't tell you Omicron or whatever. It just tells you if you test positive for a COVID, uh, COVID-19. But since Omicron is 95% of the COVID that's out there, it's a safe bet. And since I already had COVID last March, this is now my second bout 
against the COVID. And I'll tell you this. First of all, don't worry. All right. This is like wimpy cron compared to what I had before. Um, I, you know, I've got a cold. I don't feel great. I got a little stuffy, got a little bit of a cough. But I'm just telling you this because you know how the country's going into panic right now? This feels like a cold. Doesn't feel any different than a cold. If there was not the COVID panic out there, I would not have even known that this was anything other than a standard cold. And in fact, I think we'll, we'll come to think of the Omicron variant as just that. There are coronaviruses pre-COVID-19 that cause what we would call a common cold. So I'm very curious to know, I mean, is this really supposed to be uh, that much more dangerous than a, people can get pneumonia from a cold and die. That can happen, especially if you're immunocompromised. So I'm curious to know, is this any more dangerous? Is Omicron more dangerous uh, to people if they've already had COVID or if they've gotten any form of shot or both than a common cold? You know, may, maybe it's more dangerous if you've never had COVID before and you've never gotten any of the vaccines I mean, that that I could see more easily. But to me, if you've already had COVID and you get this thing, it's it's just simply not um, the terrifying disease that we've been led to believe about earlier COVID. It causes a cough. It causes you to feel weak. Um, If I did not have to worry about COVID and have to keep my team safe and all this other stuff, I would not even have. Uh, I would I would be in the studio today. I would just tell people to stay away from me. I've got a cold. That's it. So we're going through all this now. We're being told that this is like never going away in terms of the covid security state that is now the biosecurity state that has been built. And I just don't accept this. I simply do not accept this situation. I think it is outrageous. I, I think it's crazy that we're supposed to live for the foreseeable future as though we should all be in terror. When I'm sitting here right now doing a show, when I am in, you know, day two, maybe day three of the of being infected. Look, I'm 40. I'm not super young. Um, so I understand there are people that are going to be at greater risk and are going to be more concerned. But we, we have to stop the madness, friends. I mean, there's a study out right now or there are headlines out right now that the fourth shot, a fourth shot, of COVID vaccine is not enough to prevent infection from Omicron, according to Israeli studies. The Israelis are very precise in their data. They're ahead of us on their vaccine schedule. And they're saying a fourth shot is not enough. So explain this to me. What the heck are we doing? But they're still telling you to get the fourth shot. It doesn't work, but do it anyway. That's where we are now. And I'm sorry, it's not enough to say, well, it might work a little bit. They are changing some of the basic parameters that we've all dealt with for a long time now of the health and pharmaceutical industries, you know, in general. Um, If you come up with a pill that is meant to treat bacterial infection, let's say, some specific nasty bacterial infection, you come up with an antibiotic that's supposed to do that, And you say, you know what? This will work 10% of the time. Do you think you could market that? No, you could not. Okay. Unless it was some kind of 
you know, right to try. You'll die if you don't get this. Um, you know, even then, I mean, 10 percent. How effective are cloth masks? You know, now they're just pushing masks are very effective. And then they show N95 masks because cloth masks are a joke against Omicron and not a funny one. They are absurd. It is crazy, absolutely crazy that libs continue to walk around and act like they were right on masks when we can all tell they were wrong. There's no question about it. They were wrong. And yet they don't admit it. Why? Because this really has turned into control. They have to ride this thing out to the very end with their hands on the wheel or else they recognize that they will be vulnerable to challenges. People will say, what the heck did you put us through all of this for? Why have we had to deal with all of this? Ah, they don't have any good answers for that anymore, do they? Fauci is not only the worst tyrant to ever come out of a U.S. bureaucracy, but the biggest failure, perhaps, of any government position in living memory. Uh, What he has done is appalling. He has done damage not only to our response to COVID and to our mass uh, public psychology. He has dramatically harmed the belief that the public can have in their... uh, health professionals. I mean, I I can't tell you how many woke doctors have been running around subverting their their discipline in order to score social justice points. It's appalling. And the best example of this, of course, is what happened in the summer of 2020 when they were telling us, yeah, you can't go to you can't go to a restaurant. You can't see anybody. But yeah, social justice protests. There was a Black Lives Matter protest for trans lives in New York City. You remember that? I mean, I remember I was living here. I mean, de Blasio was there. And they're, they're getting all these people. There were all these protests. That was the breaking point for anybody who was being honest with the public health apparatus about this whole thing. That was the breaking point. It, it should have been clear right then and there that something was up. But no, people are psychologically dependent on this belief that they have been right, that they are the good people, that they should double mask. I'm going to double mask outside on a bicycle alone to show the virus how seriously I take the virus. Virus doesn't care. Virus doesn't care how righteous your cause is, doesn't care how many stupid masks you put on your face. It's all... So infantile, isn't it? The whole thing. But they're not going to let it go anytime soon. They're going to, don't, don't get me wrong, they're going to pull back on restrictions in the summer and they're going to say, see, we were right. The vaccines worked. We stopped the virus. Biden's a hero. They're going to do that, guaranteed, this summer. And we're going to go into the fall and some people are going to say to themselves, oh, I don't know, I mean, you know, Joe Biden did a pretty good job on the virus. I think he's a smart guy. And they're going to vote for him. And then you know what's going to happen? We're going to go into December. They're going to say, oh, by the way, get another. Get your fifth shot or you're fired. Put that mask back on your face. You want to fly? Put that mask on. You got to see social distancing signs everywhere. You got to have your kids in blue states masking up in schools again. Sorry, it's COVID season. Whoops. That's what they're going to do. These people are ruthless. 
They're ruthless. They have the mindset of commies. Anything for the revolution. Anything for the power of the left. That's how they view all of it. There's no principle. There's no, there's no, uh, there's no balancing out the needs of the individual or the rights of the individual with the needs of the state. No, not at all. Not at all. They've got, they've got better plans for you. You're going to love, you're going to love the Fauci gulag they send you to. It's going to be really nice. But, you know, it's going to be mandatory because you're not getting your fifth shot. Also, can I ask you, can I ask you this? Just, just do the simple math on this one. Let's say, let's just say for a second, they're right. And unlike every other drug you've ever taken in your life that has a thousand warnings all over it, you know, may cause bloating, headache, constipation, anal leakage, you know, may, may, unlike all those things that you see, okay, the shot is perfectly fine. And if you have any concerns about any side effects, you're a bad person, as you know. In fact, you're evil. If you, have, if you ask any questions about the side effects of the shot, you're a bad person. What about the side effects of five shots? What about the side effect of 10 shots? I mean, I just want to know, even if they're really minor after one shot or two shots, there's this thing called math and risk. You know what I mean? If, if I tell you that uh, you should, you know, you should be playing uh, Russian roulette with a paintball gun, let's say, just so it's not as scary. You know, yeah, OK, maybe you go the first few times you don't hit yourself with that paintball, but eventually you're going to get hit. Right. It's math. That wasn't a great analogy, but I don't know. I'm sick. So give me a break. Same thing here. Sorry. See, my voice is going to break a little bit because I do. I, you know what's terrible, friends? Oh, okay. I have a cold and it's called Omicron. Oh, no. So, oh, we got to talk about voting rights in a second here. I meant to get to that, but uh, we'll get into the voting right. Voting rights. What does that even mean? It means let Democrats do what they want or else you are racist. That's what voting rights means to them. On 9-11, our nation changed forever with one of the most vicious attacks on our freedom and an attack on our democracy. The Tunnel to Towers Foundation has been supporting America's heroes and their families ever since. When a first responder or military service member doesn't come home and young children are left behind, Tunnel to Towers pays off their mortgage to lift the financial burden and bring their family stability. For severely injured veterans and first responders, Tunnel to Towers builds mortgage-free smart homes enabling our most severely injured heroes to live more independent lives. And now, through Operation Home Base, Tunnel to Towers is gifting tiny homes to homeless veterans. Our nation's heroes, people who put their lives in line for our country and our communities, need your help. Help these heroes and their families. Join Tunnel to Towers on its mission to do good in their honor. Donate $11 a month at T2T.org. That's T2T.org. Tunnel to Towers Foundation. And... um. As I said, we'll get into the voting rights issue. Play Biden here. Clip one, please. The attack on our democracy is real from the January 6th insurrection to the onslaught of Republicans' anti-voting laws in a number of states. It's no longer just about who gets to vote. It's about who gets to count the vote and whether your vote counts at all. It's about two insidious things, voter suppression and election subversion. In his time, through his courage, his conviction and his commitment, Dr. King held a mirror up to America and forced us to answer the question, where do we stand? Whose side are we on? We're in another moment right now where the mirror is being held up to America. This is all just a big virtue signaling extravaganza for the uh, for the libs, just so you know. They, they don't really care at all about 
deal, being serious when it comes to election security. In fact, th- their version of election security is let anybody vote. Doesn't matter as long as the person is voting Democrat. We don't care if they're a citizen. We don't care if they're double voting, if a dead person's voting. That's the way they view it. It's just about power. It's a means to an end. You know, democracy, as they refer to it, is just a pathway by which Democrats achieve um, universal power. And anything that stands in the way of that is frankly unacceptable to them. Where is this suppression? Where is this election subversion? Just explain this to me. Voter ID, the Supreme Court's already looked at this and said there's absolutely nothing illegitimate about ID when it comes to voting. So what is what is the subversion? Because you, you can't do uh, universal mail-in balloting because you can't have the federal government deciding what states allow within their own boundaries when it comes to how elections are conducted. We have a federalist system for a reason, right? For a reason. So they want to undermine all of that. That that seems problematic to me. Uh, obviously, but th- this is not they're not going anywhere with this. They're not going to pass anything in the Senate. So why are they doing this? They're doing it because uh, they want to make sure they have an opportunity to call Republicans racist. That's it. They're racist. They're racist. It's the it's the favorite thing of the Democrats. Nothing gets them as excited as the opportunity to call their opponents racists because then nothing else matters. They've established that Republicans are the bad people and they are the good people. And anything that conflicts with that must just be ignored because, hold on a second, we've already established that they are racists. And then there's Kamala Harris weighing in, the, uh, weighing in on this one. Here she is telling us that our freedom to vote is under assault. Play two. Today, our freedom to vote is under assault. In Georgia and across our nation, anti-voter laws are being passed that could make it more difficult for as many as 55 million Americans to vote. 55 million Americans. That is one out of six people in our country. And the proponents of these laws are not only putting in place obstacles to the ballot box, they are also working to interfere with our elections to get the outcomes they want and to discredit those they do not. That is not how democracies work. I mean, Kamala Harris is the worst, right? Everyone knows that. So the part of me that doesn't even really want to listen to her, uh, part of me that doesn't even feel like we we need to pay much attention to her because even the Democrats know that she's largely irrelevant or will be soon. Um, but notice the vague way in which she speaks about this. Make it harder to vote. Well, I could always make that case. Oh, you only allow 30 days of early voting? You're making it harder to vote. That's voter suppression. I, I want 60 days. Okay, you'll allow 60 days of early voting? Oh, that's racist. That's voter suppression. I want 90 days. You see? You see how the game is played? It's, they can always make this claim. Because they're Marxists, by the way. It's like saying there's inequality. Yeah, there's always inequality. Is it egregious? Is it a matter of law? Or is it just the human condition? You know? I wish I was 6'8 and could run a 4'440 and was like the greatest tight end or quarterback in the history of the world. But, you know, that just, life's not fair. Sorry. 
Then you could say, well, if you were that, then everyone else would have to be that or else we have inequality. Exactly. Exactly. All right, we'll come back into the aftermath of that terror attack in a second. But if you ever want to invest in real estate, but you don't have the time to do it on your own, I felt that way till I met my friends at Done For You Real Estate. This is an amazing company. They're great guys. I know the CEO. I know the founders personally. And I interact with them. It's not just the way that I do it. Anybody who works with Done For You Real Estate, you get this incredibly personalized care. Here's what they do. You talk to them and they say, okay, here's the places in the country where we have expertise. Here are the cities. We have teams on the ground. We know the markets backwards and forwards. Okay. And then you work with their agent on the ground. They take you through every step of the process to pick a house that's a rental property. You're going to rent it out right away. You're going to take out a mortgage on it. They, oh, that's right. They hook you up with the lending company too. They set you up with everything. And you don't have to even look. I'll tell you, I'm, I'm going on now. I've got three houses that I've bought from Done For Your Real Estate with my two brothers. Um, and we are all looking at this now and, and we're building out a portfolio for retirement. That's the idea, you know, that we're all building out our retirement portfolios. And the, the situation is that they will work you through every step of this process and you'll get a house and you start getting that free cash flow and you've got real experts. So you can become a real estate investor. Done For Your Real Estate has turned me into a real estate investor. The first ever property I bought was with Done For Your Real Estate. I still don't own a home that I live in, so think about that. Go to doneforyoubuck.com. They'll explain every step of this process. They're great guys. I know them really well. Done For You Buck, and gals, of course. Doneforyoubuck.com. Again, that's doneforyoubuck.com. You want to be a real estate investor? Call these guys, or go to their website, and then you can hop on the phone and talk to them. Doneforyoubuck.com. All right, so I was on uh, Fox earlier today with uh, Harris Faulkner. It was very nice for to have me on from quarantine. And uh, we were having a conversation about how did this guy Akram get into the United States? He had a criminal record. He's clearly nutso. And he might have even been on the uh, radar of MI5, the British Domestic Intelligence Service. Who knows? I don't know if he was, but he could have been. I'm curious to see what the answer is to that for possible jihadist ties. And, you know, you sit there, you say, well, hold on a second. How did this guy get into the U.S.? The bureaucracy is incompetent, friends. That's the answer. All these security loopholes and I'm sorry, security procedures and all this other stuff. There's all kinds of loopholes. There's all kinds of gaps. And not only are they exploited by savvy enemies, idiotic enemies can get through because the bureaucracy is incompetent, whether it's about security or covid. Ah, yes. This is why you want these people to have as little power as possible and be in charge of your of your life as little as as possible that's it for quarantine uh day one here of the buck sexton show thanks for hanging out with me and i will talk to you tomorrow shields high